Are you ready to open your private practice this summer and make the leap into entrepreneurship? Introducing Make the Leap, our new offering by the Successful Nurse Coaches. Make the Leap is a four-month group coaching program that is designed to help you create your first paid client. Join our experienced lead coaches, Sean and Amy, as they guide you through the Successful Nurse Coach Method, helping you create your first paid client in 30 days or less. Not only will you get access to our course that teaches you all the things on how to create clients in a non-icky way, will also be personalized mentorship, weekly group calls, and actionable steps to launch your business from just beginning into the Paid Coach Club. Since we are not running new mentorship groups this summer, we didn't want to leave those of you who are ready to begin hanging out in space waiting for the next group to start. This group is a great way for new coaches who have yet to begin their coaching practice or for coaches who have five paid clients or less. This is the most affordable way to work with our team. So be sure to check out the link in the bio. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello, and welcome back, everybody, to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. I think that this is going to be a bonus episode for you today, and you might be able to hear my dog in the background here sneezing and huffing and puffing dog owners you get it working from home (laughs) um yeah i think this is going to be a bonus episode and i want to record it while it is fresh on my mind and i wanted to walk you through in real time what the sales process can look like um and and just give a really specific example of something that is going on today in, in my life right now and i have permission from this client to share the story with you. I told her, I think it would be really inspiring for some of you listening, not only to learn, but also if you are in a similar boat as this client is, um, I want you to know what it's like to be supported by me um, and by our team. So a little background here, this client, she has reached out to us a couple of times. We've had a couple calls. She had a call with Laura. She had a call with me. And I'll be honest, by the time people get on calls with us, most of the time they are a yes. We don't have to do any selling. We don't have to do like literally anything. People are really just getting on our application calls. We're making sure that our visions click, that we are the coaches for you. And the rest is history. We get started. But this client who shall remain nameless, that wasn't the case. And that's okay. And um, so we did... We did all of the things, right? She had a call with Laura. Then a few weeks and months later, she had a call with me. And then she was actually in attendance on our hot seat uh, workshop, our hot seat coaching workshop a couple of weeks ago. And she got planted in my group and I didn't have time for her uh, on that call. I had, we, I coached, I think close to 10 people in an hour. So it was really speed coaching and I did not have enough time. So I said, Hey, so-and-so, I will reach out to you and let's get a one-on-one on on the books. So this is how we over-serve and over-deliver in these instances. Um, We get on a call and she had just told Laura 
that it was not the right time for her to join the mentorship. And when people say it's not the right time, we believe them, right? We don't want to twist anybody's arm. But she got on a call with me. And the thing that she wanted to talk about was overcoming her fear around starting her business. So we had a call. We coached through all the things. We casted the vision together. I saw her go from, I could see the fear on her face toward at the end of the call. I could just sense a shift in her being. Like she was excited. We were talking about the future. We were talking about leaving a legacy. We were talking about all of the hard things she's overcome in her life up until this point. And I told her, I was like, I can see it on your face right now that this is the work that lights you up, that this is the work that you want to do in the world. And I know that I can help you do this if you want to jump. So I left that call and she's like, okay, okay, I'm in, but I need to talk to my husband. You guys know the classic, the classic, I need to talk to my husband. She's like, I'll let you know by tomorrow. Tomorrow was last Friday. I did not hear from her. And usually when I do not hear from people, it means that they are a no. And this has happened like dozens of times. I don't take personal offense to it. But I was mm, maybe a smidgen attached to this outcome because we had really shifted gears. We really had tapped into highest self and made decisions from there. And I just knew that the voices were probably getting loud. So I sent her an email. And listen, I'm telling you this story, but don't do as I say. Don't do this. Don't follow up an email. This is literally 100% against what we tell people to do. especially a new coach. Do not follow up an email. Um, But because I have a lot of relevancy with this particular client, um, I knew that this might be the only way. So I titled the email, How Loud Did the Voices Get? I said, hey, so-and-so, since I haven't heard from you yet, I'm wondering if the voices of doubt got extra loud. Please let me know if there's anything I can do to be supportive right now. Smiley face, been thinking of you lots today. XO Shelby. Then she said, hey, I didn't get a chance to talk to my husband yet. He got home late. So I'll talk to him tonight and I will let you know soon. And she said, actually, my self-talk did go there a few times, but I seem to have some clarity around it. I will update you tomorrow. I just want to say thank you again for holding space for me yesterday. Being able to say things out loud and be heard was very refreshing. Thank you again. So then... Friday passes, Saturday passes, Sunday passes. It is Monday morning. I said, hey, so-and-so, happy Monday. I am proud of you for being with yourself through the noise. That is critical. How did it end up going? She responds, and this is like where we have some tech issues. Her email was being a little funky. Um, So she's like, I sent you an email. Did you get it? And I was like, nope, what's up? And anyway, when, when the email thread finally picks back up, she says, so I spoke with my husband, who is supportive regardless of what I choose to do. But he did make some points, which one in particular I have been sitting with. He asked me if I felt that I can give at this time 110% of my effort and time. Being true to myself in this process, I don't feel like I can. As you're aware, I have multiple people living in my house and my mom is coming back at the end of the month. I have so many things to do to settle her in as well getting her the surgery that she needs. My hopes is that my house is empty by July. Some might say, and I've even questioned myself, that this is an excuse. I personally don't feel like I'm using it as an excuse. 
I see this is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time and I want it pretty badly. However, I have to be real with myself and be honest. I don't think that I am ready at this time to make this my main priority. With that being said, I cannot commit at this time. All I can hope for is when I'm ready for the mentorship that there will be a spot. P.S. That is no, no, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll get behind. I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate more in a second. Um, says, I do want to thank you for giving and offering me so much support for spending time with me. You have a very kind heart. I'm sure that you will be hearing from me sooner rather than later with a grateful heart. So-and-so. And I'm saying so-and-so because I'm really close to accidentally saying her name. So, so-and-so, if you're listening, just know it's an intentional choice. Um, I love you. It's, it's, it's an intentional choice. So I said, I want to honor where you are at. And I would also love to provide some more perspective here. If you are open to it, let me know. Y'all, this is when, if you were my client, I would coach you to get on a call with them as soon as possible. The resistance is getting big. It has taken over their life. It has taken over their brain. Get on a call and coach them. Um, I didn't have time this week to do that. And I know that the longer that we waited, the the less chance the voices were going to get too loud. So she said, the answer to your question is yes. I'm very open to hearing your perspective. After our last conversation, I had a lot of insight and said, okay, feel free to message me on Facebook too, since your email is putting you through the ringer. And then I said, number one, your hubs is on board. Amazing. Number two, the barrier is time and capacity. And then I underlined, bolded, and italicized this. I want to honor this if this is truly the case, dot, dot, dot. But I also want to walk you through the other side of it. There will never be enough time. It will never be the right time. And shit will always be hitting the fan if that is the circumstance that keeps you stuck. For example, I bet when I email you three months from now to check in and see how things are going, there will be something else that is going on that requires your attention. This is life. And this is how this is life. And also this can be the flow of your life. Right when you get the balls to do something big, life happens and you can't make the leap. This is called upper limiting, which is a subconscious limiting belief that keeps you stuck. We all suffer from this. The only key is awareness. I don't need 110% of your effort. 70% would do. I don't even give 110% of myself to my work all of the time because that benchmark is not achievable. But if I can give 100% of my available capacity on any given day, even if it's only 30%, I am still giving all of that 30%, which is really like 100% of what I have available. You have had a life that has required more of you than you have may have thought possible many given times. Being a single mom, and I won't give any more of the details, but I rattled off some other things that um, she's accomplished in her life that she shared with me that were truly challenging over the span of her lifetime. And I said, you have the grit to pull off great shit, comma, so-and-so. These groups that we are enrolling would not start until July or August. So this sounds like the perfect time if you ask me, smiley face. I know that you said in your email that you don't believe that this is resistance, but I just want to ensure that we are exploring all of the angles. I never want to twist your arm to start before you are ready, but I don't want to encourage an easy out, like not having the time, if there is just room to straight up own your no here. Let me know how this lands. XO Shelby. <clears throat> so then... Are you guys on the edge of your seat? Do you know what's going to happen? <laughs> I get another email and this is the final email that says, hey, thank you for your insight. 
Many things you said are valid. And I showed my husband and he agrees with you. However, he did pose another question. He asked me if the money part was removed, would I move forward? Hmm. My response was yes. He wanted to know why. Also, so-and-so, let me know if your husband wants to charge me an invoice because he's doing a great job coaching you right now. (laughs) He wanted to know why. I explained that I wouldn't have the fear of losing it. His final response was all of these are excuses. So I sat with that. And the truth is multiple things. Fear of spending that amount of money. Fear that I can't do it. Fear of failure. Fear that I'm not good enough. Yes, I said it. Way too many fears. Never thought of myself as fearful. I have to say, all I do is think about this 24-7. Should I or shouldn't I? I have never been so doubtful before. I never questioned, should I take the leap? I just did it. Like I've said before, I want this so bad. So, four exclamation points, I am jumping off the cliff. I have my life raft with me, so here I go, and I'm not going to sink. Worst case scenario, I guess I'll strip it. and <laughs> I guess I'll strip to make it back. LOL. Only kidding. With that, if possible... I do want you as my coach. I feel there is a connection there and I think you can push me to be the best I could. Signed, so-and-so. And And then she wrote an FYI after. I sat with this email for 30 minutes, scared to send it. Damn, I want this to change. I don't like having these fears. Dot, 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 dot. So I don't know about you, but I have like full body chills and I've read this email thread three times already before I hit record. And I wanted to share this with you today. Just we talk so much in our mentorship groups about not abandoning our client. And there were many opportunities there where that client, like she she shared her vision with me and I held it and she was a yes. And then fear crept in, the not enoughness crept in all of these worrisome thoughts crept in. That is what this looks like, team. This is exactly what it looks like. In an ideal world, I would have gotten her back on a call, but I've actually done this a couple times in email when I haven't had the time and it goes okay. But um, fight for your client's vision. I hope that it's clear on how I did that, of like, if this is truly where you're at, that is okay. You can be here and I can be supportive of that. However. Let's explore the other side of the coin here. Let's fully explore what this would be like if it was resistance and really dial it in with them and be real with them. And you can see at the end of that email, I still said, like, if this is really a no, like, let's just own it. Like, don't don't bullshit around it. Let's just own the no. But I don't want potential clients to go to sleep at night thinking that they can't do it because they don't have the time. When I know, in fact, this client has the time and will have more time in a few months. So I hope that this was helpful. This is just like a little pop in moment here to give you a really behind the scenes look of what an enrollment process can look like, what it what it did look like. And hear me again. Do not do what I just did. (laughs) Take the words, take the language, take the take the ballsiness and do it in real time, face-to-face, on Zoom or in person. (laughs) Usually email is not effective. Um, So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this was cool to see behind the scenes. Let me know what resonates for you. And keep being ballsy. Keep being awesome. Keep fighting for your client's vision. Keep being an awesome coach. And we'll see you. We'll see you in the next one.